mean, GQ is an institution. It's like I have a, a deep respect for magazines and the necessity of that kind of gatekeeping. You know, things coming from a, a, a voice is important and like a style and like an umbrella that it's all under. So I'm, I'm very happy to be involved. This is Taste. I'm your host, Matt Rodbard. Today on the show, I welcome in Chris Black. He's the co-host of a great podcast, How Long Gone, and a columnist for GQ. On this episode, we talk about cookbooks, what he likes, what he doesn't like, home cooking or not home cooking, restaurant decor and uniforms, and really so many topics that are really on our minds about restaurant culture, food culture, and really culture in general. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Chris. Chris Black, this is Tace. How are you, man? Oh, I'm good. Great to be here. I love hitting Midtown pre-noon. <laughs> pre-noon Midtown. Did you, what did you, did you hit up any spots, coffee at least? No, no, no. I have coffee very early in the morning yeah. at like 5.30 um, and don't have a second one until later in the afternoon. <laughs> this time would be dangerous. Would be dangerous. Um, let's get right into it. I was texting with our mutual friend, David Cho, before we got here and oh. said you were at Superiority Burger last night. Yes. A micro theme on our show. We, we've been kind of goading Brooks to be on the show, come on the show. He won't respond to my emails, though Brooks is a friend just he's busy what's the scene check right now uh it was more mellow uh than it has been i've been three or four times i really like it obviously i used to live um a few blocks away in these village and i went to the original location at least once a week um but they did take the burrito which was my go-to off oh. the menu yeah um yeah it's, it's not on the new menu but there's plenty of other stuff it's fine um <laughs> but yeah i love i love eating there i love i just think it's like a fun restaurant like it's not yeah serious it's not annoying i mean i wish you could make a reservation but you know it's I, actually kind of great you can't I, yeah I, you mean, know I mean we walked in last night at six and it was fine yeah and he's gonna extend into the weekend days and it's gonna be really good and i mean i love the service bar i mean mark, mark eyeballed is always there which is neat and they also have this this machine that they bought from japan that makes this really intense sparkling water oh it's like a Suntory machine, oh. but it's it's just water. Oh, so it's like really shardy. It's yeah, like really, it's, it's it's like five dollars a cup. Hey man, you know, so it's like it, it's that's that's my version of a cocktail at, at Spaghetti yeah. Burger. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> the, the, what your version of cocktail? I think that's cool. I, I think Brooks obviously like the way each of those booths are decorated. There's like a tribute to Robert Sitsema and all sorts of cool people. No, it's great. I mean, it's just a, it's an it's a fun place to go. It's a fun place to eat. You always see somebody you know, um, mm -hmm. and it's it's good. I mean, I as a, I was you know I was vegan in middle school and high school in the nineties. Um, I've eaten it at <laughs> so many vegetarian restaurants in my life, um, or vegetarian leaning vegan restaurants in my life. Um, you know, and this feels like the most fun one that's ever ever lived. Definitely. I mean, on that note, were you a Kate's Joint fan? Huge Kate's Joint fan. Yeah, um, I, I, one of my friends growing up, before I moved to New York, when I would come visit when I was like 18 or 19, he was a bartender there. Cool. So cool. I partied a lot at Kate's. Yeah. I ate a lot at Kate's, but I missed that club. That's a great sandwich. Yeah, the day-night uh, vibe at Kate's, you know, switching over to more of a, a drinking spot. And then, yeah, that club, and I think there were some seitan dishes or they were like actually making yeah. it good. All right, so let's break into it. I mean, the narrative of Chris Black eating in New York and L.A. kind of goes like this. You know, Chris knows restaurants deeply despite his many issues with restaurants enjoys the culture of a night out enjoys a scene but 
you like a classic probably a little bit more than a scene tips generously <laughs> fair that's, yeah wow that's great yeah i'll take all of that i mean i think that we talk about restaurants so much on how long gone and i think jason and i um agree in a lot of ways and disagree in a lot of ways which makes it spirited uh to say yeah. the least um but I, I, I just find anything fussy, anything that takes too long, I just, I'm not interested. And I think that, that we've kind of, like, we've, we've sucked the fun out of it a little bit. It's like the, the focus is on, I think that, mm-hmm. like, once chefs got famous and, you know, foam and tweezers and tasting menus and omakase, I just think it's, it, it, it who really likes that? You know, and I, I say this all the time, and I, I truly believe this. I don't think that I am able to understand how good food is after a certain level. Like, I don't think my palate, mm-hmm. I don't think my brain, mm. I think when it's good, I'm like, hell yeah, this yeah. is good. <laughs> but when it's like supposed to make you levitate, I'm not sure <laughs> if I understand. Yeah. That. yeah, I think keeping that sensibility in check is is just a great tip for dining. I mean, when you when you try to think about it too much, you, you kind of overthink it a little bit. Totally. I mean, this is not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. I mean, luckily for me, um, you know, every restaurant now just wants to serve French fries and martinis, which is is pretty straight down the middle. And the yeah. things that go with that usually please me. Yeah. So I, I kind of it, it, there's not a lack of places to visit. There's also just the algorithm, and there's like resi, and like of those course. two things, like the social algorithm, have like kind of informed the way we dine, um, which can be frustrating. Uh, it's very. Fr- I mean, you know, the fact that it's it's pretty tough to have like a night out in New York where you just kind of stroll into a restaurant and sit down and eat, um, that that is kind of not available to us no. anymore. Like no. you either have to te- know someone and text them yeah. or be on resi and like, you know, on top of resi, <laughs> yeah. which is, which is just, Oof. I just think that in other places it makes more sense in New York. I feel like spontaneity is like part of the appeal of being here. Yeah. Um, and when you take that out, it just, it changes the equation. Thus your, your comment about, uh, superiority, you know, not having reservations actually is a nice vibe. Yeah. Um, it, wor- it works. I it mean, works. I've never had to wait two hours, thank no, God, but no, you no. know, somebody might. Um, but tell me, Chris, why, why is dining out important to you? Because, you know, if you listen to the show and read your, read your column in GQ, I mean, food and informs a lot of your output, even though you're not like the food guy, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that restaurants are just fun, you know, and I I don't cook. I have no interest in cooking. So going out is a big part of it. But I think that the, like you said, the culture of restaurants, being able to discuss it with your friends, um, being able to, to write about it in some way, talk about it on how long gone, um, it's just, it's also to me a part of living in a major city. Like that's part of the reason we put up with all the bullshit here yeah. is because we have the greatest restaurants yeah. in the world. Like maybe not the greatest food, but the greatest restaurants. I'll, I'll fully agree. I mean like Balthazar, the food is not great, but it is one of the greatest restaurants I mean, in the I go world. to Balthazar once a week. I mean, it's down yeah. the street from my apartment. Like, yeah. We love it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, 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 that's, that's a great, it, it, that's a great place that, that represents kind of the institutions that I'm interested in. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so are you going to book McNally? Because I've talked to like Jason Diamond about this, who's like on the McNally watch. I feel like, you know, there's some New York Times folks who are itching, but I feel Hong Kong can break the McNally We'll get, silence. we'll get McNally. I think that we have some inroads that maybe yeah. other people don't have, but yeah. I mean, I, what he's done and like I think the book, if he really lets it spray, which you kinda have to do with a memoir, yeah, I think it'll be like pretty incredible. I think he's seen a lot. Um and I yes, that is that is definitely on our, our list. So the best worst thing to order on a restaurant menu. I just want to get your take. Uh the be- oof. Best, I feel like I have a lot of success with shrimp cocktail. <laughs> that's that's yep. kind of a go-to for me. Uh yeah. 
Worst is any, I, I'm not a, any like overly saucy fish. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I don't know what it is. It's not for me. Yeah. So I feel like it's all, but I feel like it's overall a risk. I like it. You're like definitely nice piece of fish hive. Um, if you listen to the show, you talk yes. about nice piece yes. of fish, but you're also onto a great point, like too much, like, you know, a Bernays or yes, like yes. weird a Grinoir or some yes. bullshit sauce. I mean, I went on and on about this 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 place uh, in L.A. that served fish with a ham vinaigrette, <laughs> and I was just like, "What is that? Like, is this like a pre eighteen hundreds kind of you know commerce in <laughs> ingredient here?" Right. Um, and I I went on and on about it, and I, Jason actually found the root of it. Um, I, I forgot what it was, but he found the root of it, and it is it is odd, but it has existed for a while. It's it's a good good call there. I think putting bacon on fish is strange because <laughs> usually fish is for pescatarians. That well, <laughs> I just don't know what that adds. I don't know how uh, those flavors I, link. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so the narrative of Chris Black cooking goes like this: Chris does not cook ever. You probably keep Japanese denim uh, in the in the oven like Carmi and the Bear, if, but you're not. That's not you, obviously. I. Uh, for years uh, in my apartment in the East Village, um, I did keep clothing in the oven, like Carrie Bradshaw oh. style. Oh, and um, Bradshaw is more of the authentic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I just have no interest in cooking. The, the, it, it takes so much time. It's so much effort. But the real reason is that there's all these restaurants to go to, mm-hmm. and, and if I want a home cooked meal, I have plenty of friends who are well beyond. Uh, kind of the the home cook level that can really do something special and I can just do that I don't need to at 41 years old I don't think I'm going to learn to be a great cook oh I disagree I I don't you're you're talk to Jason I I feel you you're going to be nice with something I mean I could I'm sure I could learn a few things you know but I haven't touched a cooking utensil in years and years I mean just no I mean in New York it's easy to do that in LA we have like a we renovated our kitchen. It's like beautiful, but oh. we've never cooked. You literally have renovated your kitchen and don't cook. Well, I tried. I pushed um, for a uh, no stove, only low boy refrigerators because I thought it would look so Watch. chic. It would be, but cool. I got I got denied. Yeah, you need to have some kind of burners. <laughs> Were you going like Wolf Sub Zero, like nice appliances? That was the idea. Um, I mean, you know, it, it starts like most kitchens. I feel like in in this age, like you want all stainless steel, and your yeah. designer comes back and it's like, all right, well, that's going to be forty grand. <laughs> It is all right. Well, maybe we can we can work around that. <laughs> let's do a concrete. Yeah, um, yeah. So, let's 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 work on the budget. A but yeah, bit. it was fun to look at all that stuff. Um, just because I don't use any of it, so it was purely aesthetic, like what I liked and didn't like, um, which was freeing. I feel yeah. like because other people are looking at it, like Jason's Kitchen in LA is like amazing. Mm-hmm. And when they bought the house, it it came like oh, that. Yeah, and it's like kitted out. You that's know, the nice. whole thing. Like it's nice when you inherit like good shit above and, and beyond what anyone needs. That's the best. Um, which is perfect for them because they they both get pretty busy in there. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's I'm not going to be sharpening my knives anytime soon. See, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna push back just a little bit because I feel like you're into craft. You're you're really into craft. You you are into fashion. You you consult with many brands, and you obviously are into the craft of 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 zine culture and making books. And I, I really like that about you. You have a real sense of craft. Cooking seems like the natural thing. I agree with you. I, I think it is very natural. <laughs> I just think that, like, the way that I don't know how to use Photoshop or Illustrator, I think I missed the boat 
on like yeah. where <laughs> I would have the time and brain power to like really dedicate myself to learning something new. It just gets so much harder when you're older. It's so true. I like was a Quark Express and then I just like stopped yeah, learning. Yeah, you just um, get, that's it. <laughs> we stopped there. Like that was it for me. And I agree. Like you just have to pick your battles and we're busy and, and everything. All right. On the note of the bear, you're friends with Maddie and Chris Storr, the, 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 the yeah. creator. And you've, you've talked about being on set. You may have written about it. And tell me what's set like at the bear for you. I know you did a campaign with J. Crew with those guys. Yeah. I mean, um, I've known Maddie for a while. Um, and obviously the, we're, we're pretty close, but, um, Chris and I met, um, and I just, we really hit it off. We have a lot of similar interests and his partner, uh, Josh senior. And, and one of the guys that works with him, this guy Cooper, um, we just hit it off. We get along really well. We go to dinner a lot together. Um, those guys have juice at any restaurant you want right now. Mm-hmm. It makes things a little more fun. Yeah. I, you know, I never knew I needed to go to four Charles, but I did. Oh, you got to the four yeah, Charles. We got, oh, the, you, we got the four Charles. You got that like Dame 745. Exactly. Yeah. But it's yeah. so, uh, but no, going to Chicago, um, and seeing that, like I, I've, you know, I come from like a music business background and, and like you said, I work in fashion, but, but film and TV is something that I, I have a lot of interest in and, and we're trying to do with how long gone. And I, I had never seen something at that scale before, you know, um, that close. Uh, so it was very cool to see mm-hmm. like the soundstage built out the full sets. Like, you know, we became, I became pretty good friends with Eben. Like I just like real acting yeah. is, is so impressive and so hard to do. What scene were you watching? Do you remember? Um, I don't, even you don't even know because it's like yeah I don't I mean because what's crazy is and I'm sure people realize this is with shows like that is like that kitchen is you know fully built inside of a sound studio soundstage so it's it's um you're you're really in it you know oh yeah um, there was actually it was a scene where I O and and um Jeremy and I can't remember we're we're sitting at like a table like convincing uh, the uncle to give them more money. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. You know, I think that was, I think they were. And you you saw Platt uh, doing a little bit of work. Yes, yes, Platt actually was on my flight from New York to Chicago, uh, which was funny. Running lines on the iPad. Yes, exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we had the set decorator on our show, and so we talked about the building of the kitchen. That was like a real working kitchen, which is pretty cool. It was really, I mean, I just find it to be, I mean, especially the second season, I think that the way they took it and the way that you get to really, dive into each character's life and story and it became less about a restaurant you know i oh, think yeah. that was i think it was brilliant but i i also think it was just deeply entertaining it's a good show all right segue a bit you work in fashion and i want to get your your take on the state of restaurant staff attire um i was just at lords i don't know if you've been to lords yet which is- i haven't been to lords yet i i feel like british food <laughs> is not great for me but lords looks very cool yeah and everything they're doing looks cool and a lot of people i know are friends with them so i will eventually go you- you should check it because what's happening there is they have a uniform, mm-hmm. but they're doing crews with logos and hats with logos, crew T-shirts. Um, and it seems like it's almost liberating for the staff to have to, like, be able to wear what they want. They can accessorize, but they have to wear this T-shirt. But, Chris, I know you have a take on the serving, like, the uniform in New York. What's it looking like right now? I just think that if it's my restaurant, I'm going Cafe Mogador style yeah. where it's like everybody that works here is hot and cool Chill. and we can let them do what Chill they want really because they're not going to turn anyone off because they have good taste. I, the other thing I like that I've seen over the years is when it's kind of like, hey, jeans and stripes, but you you do that however you want. I think there's like a through line, yeah. but it's, everyone doesn't look exactly the same. Um, I, I like that. Or the other option is just to, to really make something nice and give it to people, you know, which is, which I think is something that has happened, you know, here and there. And I've seen it places. Um, you mean I, like a t-shirt or a bag? 
Any, any, like, Hats. yeah, something that's yeah. just nice that doesn't necessarily need a logo or anything, but just feels oh, yeah. feels good um, and is wearable because I do think it's a it's a physical job, you know, and you have to take that into account. Yeah, and you want to like let the service feel comfortable. Yes, yes. Carbone, what do you think about those suits? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Carbone is a Broadway play, so I think the 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 kind of it's a different. Uh, proposition, let's say, than most restaurants. I think those yeah. got like the the servers there are like leaning into this character. They're really doing the whole thing, like the look, the music, the food. It all it, it feels like a costume. How's which, the suiting in your take? Like we could say Teresi too, because they both have. A I've been. To, I've only been to Teresi once for a. <laughs> John Mayer after show, uh, <laughs> so I didn't eat there or really check anything out. <laughs> John, um, wait, it was like an after party from like one of those big yeah, garden shows. It was, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was after the garden in the back room, which was I oh, really cool. liked. It's it beautiful. Yeah, and, nice and place. It's like I walk by it every day. It's like really close, yeah. but um, I think that stuff fits those restaurants. Like that's what the customer at those restaurants wants to see. You yeah, know? and I think that that's okay. Yeah, I, they're gonna see it at the end of the night on their bill too. Yes, I yes, mean, yes, of talk course. about restaurants that will soak you in the best possible way. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I find that to be uh, just kind of part of the equation. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes we've gotten killed. Uh, yeah. as as a not drinker too, you get extra. You feel extra killed. You know. Oh yeah. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna nitpick a check. I think that's like the 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 worst thing you can do. Um, so if I go out to eat with someone, if they have a bottle of wine, we're still splitting the check. I'm not, I'm just not, I can't do that. I'm the same. I've been, been drinking for eight years, but, and, and certainly doing the even splits. And yeah, you definitely hit it hard when you're at like Teresi. And, and I meant by soaked, it's not a negative. I, I you charge what you want. Like, fuck, yes. if it's demand, you know, charge what you want. Upsell we we what know want. what, yeah. I mean, it's like, I, it's not like that stuff is not, uh, able to be understood before you enter the restaurant to dine. Exactly. You know, you know what you're getting into. You can check the PDF yes. on the website to see what the prices are. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of prices, you went you you worked with the band Cartel and you worked in AR previous to your life in fashion and media. So when you were pitching Cartel and this is a big reality TV show band, paraphrasing here, you were taken out, I'm sure, by AR. So let's go into were there any meals that you feel were memorable while they were wooing you to sign with them? I mean, f- f- that was my first experience at Mr. Chow, which is a restaurant I love, which a lot of food people do not love. Um, but I, at the L.A. location, which was just so, at the time, to me, just so glamorous and so cool. And it was like, you know, do whatever you want, exactly what you think. Um, but in that setting, it felt uh, it felt more special to me. I mean, I was like 24, mm-hmm. you know. Um there was one, and I don't remember what label it was, but it was at La Esquina when La Esquina was, like, popping. And, oh, yeah. And, and we just, like, kind of invited friends and, like, girls, and they just paid for all of it, you know? And it oh, was, yeah. It was a funny—I wonder if that still exists. I mean, we didn't, we didn't abuse it too hard. Those guys weren't, like—they liked it and it was fun, but they aren't, like— at the time, they weren't into food. You know, it wasn't like, well, I want to go here, here, and here. No. Um, but then uh, we went to another dinner at Mr. Chow with our agent at the time from William Morris, and we were we were pretty friendly. And I, you know, I wanted to pay 
just because yeah. like I had made some money, it felt good. And then I, I saw the bill and I was like, oh, I didn't know. You, did, didn't, you pulled the ripcord on the bill. Yeah. Full, I mean, I paid, but it was 800 bucks, oh, you yeah. know, and I wasn't ready for that uh, no. for people or whatever. Um, yeah. But the thing about Mr. Chow that I love is obviously the history and like the glamour and him as mm-hmm. like a character and the art, you know, the whole thing. But also I, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a menu. Like, I think that, like, someone ordered, Always. I now order from memory. It's banquet style. And I'm I mean, worried if somebody, if they bring me the menu, I'm worried that, like, I don't look like I've been here before. <laughs> definitely. I, mean? <laughs> I, I I feel that. Same way. And, you know, the documentary the, that they're yeah, making coming, is yeah. going to be, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised about that restaurant. And, like, there's going to be some real, like, turnarounds about how cool the place has been. I agree with you fully. Legendary place. Respected. I've done several birthdays there. It's, Tribeca, Uptown, L.A. I mean, Vegas. I've been to Vegas. Like, I, you know, yeah. I just, I, you know, it, it is, there are a few things. There's a scallion pancake I really love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I love the the noodles, and they do it all vegetarian. It's a great tofu dish, so. It's good know. food. And now, let's, Chris, have you have you been to Michael's in Midtown recently? I, I feel like I want to, I was just there for a drink the other night. I go there for breakfast. It's right around the corner from our office. I want it to be I was, bigger. I was going to go there after this. I went there. Incredible. I went there for dinner last week with Will Welch. Um, oh, so Will Welch is on it too. And I go, right. I go with Tom Betridge. Uh, oh, so it's not, okay, good. I mean, uh, lunch is really a scene, you know, it's, it's rare that I get to rub elbows with Geraldo. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, the crowd is great. The, it's the so art great. is the art. Is, I just love It's a, it's exactly the kind of restaurant I go to. That's a perfect example of a restaurant. I'm happy you say that. And I, I just haven't really been tapped in with people actually going there. Cause when I go there, it's like Geraldo and like Geraldo's like friends. Totally. Who are there. That's the vibe. Yeah. I mean, and Michael McCarthy, like going to be on the show soon. Do you ever go to the one in Santa Monica ever? I've been to the one in Santa Monica. So beautiful. I, my, beautiful. my friend Ariel, uh, married his daughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I've met him a few times. He's um, cool. And he's, yeah, he's great. He's real cool. Um, you're a sober guy. You mentioned it. Um, and I want to get a sense. Are you following this like NA beer hoppy tea movement? Um, I'm feeling this was the summer of NA beers. They actually got pretty good. I don't, I never drank beer, so I don't have like a taste for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hoppy thing is interesting because I was first exposed to that at Go Get Em Tiger on Larchmont in LA because they had one on the menu, like over ice in a cup with a straw, um, like, you know, like an iced coffee or whatever. And I'd never, I'd never had it before. Yeah. And it's delicious, but I don't find myself like craving it, but I, quite like the way it tastes um but i don't find i i don't know i drink water i'm i'm an adult like i don't need fruit juice or like <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't i mocktails also, all that shit yeah but i think there's like a there's this and, and maybe this is true for some people and, and god bless but i don't feel the need to like hold something that looks like a beer in my hand to like fit in like i i don't i or there's not like a comfortability factor yeah. for me like i'll i'll hold a glass of water i don't give a shit feel that i think my my draw to it is just bitter reset of the palate yeah, yeah that's yeah. all i like i mean that's why i like a hoppy na but yeah. yeah i don't feel like i need to like cosplay drinking beer with the bros with that's like what fit. the storyline is often it is though. it's not about it the flavor it's not about any of that which i think it it it, it hurts that as a whole um it, it, by not talking about kind of how it tastes but I think you will agree, you know, it's nice to have that option. Oh, sure. I mean, I yeah, I just, I've literally never ordered one. Yeah. I, I don't have any, like, a 0.0. Oh, yeah, that stuff's kind of weird. It's just not, yeah. I'm not interested. Try, yeah, there's some good There's some good craft, you know, craft breweries doing NA. Speaking of NA, you and Jason did this funny bit, like, a years ago about Gia. 
And yes. like it was really funny because it was like you were like shit talking them to the point where they probably paid you money to stop. <laughs> no, well, no, 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 no. We we gave we've given a lot of the, we gave their product away at our shows. I, I yeah. like you know, and I I don't um, it's not for me, but I love her, and I think it's like a interesting business. Um, and I think that she kind of single handedly made that category cool, and I think that's a very impressive thing to do because it's not something it's a difficult thing to drink it's not like it's a instantly recognizable delicious flavor like it takes some education it's like a fernet or something where it's Mm -hmm. like kind of gnarly um so i think to to like kind of create an industry around this product is is deeply impressive yeah and i fully agree and i think her real moment was not the the big bottles but the cans yeah the spritz the spritz is, the spritz is, is more the ginger spritz is those the, are best, great. the best thing they make uh, that yeah. they make um but I, I just don't actually they did this like nutella thing <laughs> they did this like i don't remember wow. who it was and they sent it to the house and i was like oh this is too good i have to get this out of oh here. that's cool that's too good yeah like I, I think you guys were early with them and like they were smart to reach out and you guys definitely i thought brought gia across the line and yeah. the name it was challenging but you and you were you were making fun of it in a loving way because yeah, i know you're sure. friends with the founders that's yeah cool. i mean I'll, I'll make fun of anything kind of uh <laughs> and hopefully it's in a loving way yeah, and I mentioned Jason Stewart, too. We haven't really talked about him, but he, he's writing some stuff for Taste, and he's been on the show, and, and it's your partner on How Long Gone, so let's make sure we're not just saying a random guy. He's- of course, no, and and Jason has been um, such a great source of, of food education for me, and just kind of like, he does this with electronic music as well, another thing I don't fully understand, <laughs> um, but there's he, he has a way of explaining things in a very plain speak that, that really... Uh, makes it digestible um, and I think I've learned a lot about food and and just because just we eat out together all the time that's you know where we, we travel we do shows that's yeah. all we do um, you know so I get I have like a little explainer if I have any questions he can answer them which is a which is very valuable yeah I mean, he he's really great with with throwing those metaphors in. I mean, yes, it's just, sure. he's just the guy, and and he's like truly one of the funniest guys on the mic around. Oh, I, by far, he's real, Hands really, down. really fast. So yeah, he's gonna be writing more for Taste, and we have working on a couple more stories, and I'm 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 stoked to be working with him. Um, I have to ask you just straight like three NYC restaurants that you're liking, and three LA restaurants. You split time between the two, and I just I just want to like what are what's your rotation right now? Um, in in New York, it's kind of Odeon. Balthazar, Ultra Paradiso, uh, Michael's. Honestly, we go to Michael's a lot. Mogador. Um, nice. There's a place called Egg Shop really close yeah. to us. That's great. Yeah. for great for eggs. Um, that's that's honestly kind of it. Sobaya, I love. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, You know, we go to N um, a lot. The Japanese place, I love that. Oh, N, yeah, yeah, Brasserie, um, yeah, the place is great. But it, that's kind of it. I mean, I'll go to the new spot. You know, I mean, I love like all those places in Brooklyn are great. Like when some, all that stuff yeah. is so good. Um, you just aren't going there. Bernie's is great. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not making the effort. You Bernie's. Know I mean? Yeah, you know, I'm it's just, good. It's good. Bernie's. I, I just like that. It's it's just so normal. It's just like oh, this is nice. Like it's a veggie yeah. burger and it tastes good. And it's like it's in a nice environment. You know. Um, Cursed neighborhood, but that's yeah. not, you know. That's, that's It's true. Now, I, I'm really happy uh, that you haven't turned on Odeon. 
Because I feel there was a little sense. I've had some guests on the show who've been like a little, like it's too big. Like Bemelman's is like getting too big, but you're not turning. It's out. not like that. It's not as bad as Bemelman's. No, Bemelman's. I mean I, I go pretty often. I mean also the the J Crew office yeah. is is like when I go into the office, it's it's a Brookfield place, so it's like pretty close. But another place that I go to all the time that people absolutely hate is San Ambrose. Uh, you know what? A good breakfast. I go there for lunch all or the time. Lunch. The Soho one is such yeah. a it's the 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 room is humming. It's great people. I run into friends. It's a piece of salmon and a salad and I'm out of there in an hour and I just the way that some food people I'll be like, "Oh, let's go here." They're like, "No." And I'm like, "Dude, get a life." Like, like it's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. What about Barpedi? Is <laughs> oh, that- I love Barpedi. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's a great restaurant too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I think that that is like you know, uh really defines kind of a uh, side of New York um, that is that is aspirational, you know, to run into Fran or Sofia Coppola, you know, yeah. at the at the restaurant where the where <laughs> the whole menu is written in illegible chalk in a different language. Exactly. <laughs> you know it's I mean? like we're just pointing at things at a point. I mean, that's like the Keith Kelly era of New York right there. Yeah. I love I love I love that. Um, yeah, I love those places. Uh, but in L.A., it's it's uh we go to a place a lot called the Grill on the Alley mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills, sure. um and they just I just love it there. It's like again the food is fine. They have onion rings, which I feel like need to come back. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. but I just really like it there. They're really nice to us. The location is cool, and and it's kind of a crowd pleaser. It's definitely a I mean a tough table at times. Yeah, no, it it's is. A, it's, it's a busy. tough reservation. It's busy. Yeah. Um, but I also uh. In L.A., love, I love funky. Yeah. I love it. Like, I, I, Mother Wolf is too much for me. It's too Vegas. I don't want to hear Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Funky, it's in Beverly Hills. It's 10, 15% more expensive for that reason. Mm. Yeah, you pay taxes everywhere. There's, there's a great art collection, weirdly, and and the food is great. And I've 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 been there three times. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's expensive, but it's it's good. Yeah. It's really, really good. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to visiting there. I, I, I think Mother Wolf was fun. It was grand in Vegas-y. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it tastes good, you know yeah, what I mean? Food. But, like, I, I don't that, – that's just what it is. But I go to um, – our friend Al owns a place called Gigi's oh, um, yeah. that's five minutes from my house. And, again, it's like – it's along the same lines where it's like a crowd pleaser. It's a beautiful room. They're nice to us because we go there all the time. It's like that's what I want. Sunset Tower, you know, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what L.A. is. Of like, course. I really love Farm Shop in Brentwood. That's one of the best yep. breakfasts, you know. Yeah. I, I, we, we drive out there on Saturdays usually if, if, if uh, we're both in town. It's nice. Now let me – we're not going to say the name of the restaurant because I don't want to spoil a good show, but Jason's working on a piece. Yes. About a pretty unique, sceny place. What are you going to say? I don't say the name because I feel like I want to tease it out. But. Uh, no, I mean, I think that that a big part of L.A. and a big part of um, Hollywood is just is is kind of like these restaurants that the, the maitre d' is tipping off the paparazzi. And it's a known quantity that if you go there, you'll get your picture taken, you know, and I, I think that like. If I'm a celebrity and I want to be in the news and I'm going to go out to eat anyway, why not, yeah. why not go somewhere? It's efficient. Where I know there's 10 photographers outside. Like that, I mean, it's like the only other place that's like that is like Giorgio Baldi. But mm-hmm. I think they're calling them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, this is um, a little more – like a little bit more of it. Once you're inside, you're you're safe. But on the, yeah. it's like the walk up. We're not going to say the name, but you, you could go – some paparazzi goes live like every few days from there. That's so funny. I didn't know that. Look for this. Look for the story from Jason. Now um, – 
let's transition talking about pulling weeds. I like it, man. I like it's your weekly column in GQ. It's it hits the inbox every Thursday. Just hit the inbox. I mean, I love that it's like MF Pen and Kings of Leon. You're talking about that QB show, yeah, which great show is a great show. Great show. I mean, this is like extremely my shit, and I appreciate that. What do you? What is like your remit for that column? I mean, Will Will and I had a relationship. Um, the editor-in-chief of GQ were friends. He's from Atlanta, actually, so we have, like, a, a connection there. Um, but Sam Hine, who's kind of his, like, right hand, is a really good friend of mine. Sam was like, hey, Will wants to talk to you. Um, I was actually in Italy for Jason's wedding, and we had a Zoom, and he was basically just kind of like, hey, man, like, we want your voice. Um, I think there's things that you can say and propose and do that uh, we can't as like a brand. And I think that's valuable. Um, and it was kind of like, do your thing, you know? Um, and, and there was no kind of guardrails. There was no, the, the guardrails are, it needs to be turned in on this day. Um, and I work with, <laughs> and you do that. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Weekly, I, which is challenging. I mean, I, when I spoke to the, the site editor, um, who's this guy, Nick Catucci, who's so good. And I really love working with him. I was kind of like it for it to really work and resonate. It has to be weekly. hundred um, percent. And I know it's creating more work for myself, but that's okay. Uh, frequency is so important with media. I fully, that's why we do this show three days a week. I think you just need to be freak, frequent. Yeah. In the people, once you're a part of people's life, lives, mm-hmm. they appreciate it. Um, yeah. You got to keep coming back. Um, but yeah, I love doing it. And I love, I mean, GQ is an institution. It's like, I have a, a deep uh, respect for um, magazines and, you know, like the nature of it and the necessity of kind of um, that kind of gatekeeping and how, you know, things coming from a a voice is important um, and, and like a style and like an umbrella that it's all under. Um, So I'm, I'm very happy to be involved. Yeah, I love I love reading it. I don't love being asked to subscribe like literally every two days. (laughs) No, look, no one likes that. But that's, uh, that's the thing is like, to me, I was like, I thought it was a column. They were like, oh, we're going to make a newsletter too. That's I was great. like, sure. Because Nick used to be the, the newsletter guy at the Atlantic. So he's yeah. like really dialed. Um, yeah. So I feel it's a real privilege to no. have someone like that to work with. It looks nice. Um, have you checked out the Beckham uh, documentary on Netflix? It's funny. We were just talking about that this morning in my group chat. Uh, I haven't yet. I did see the clip of him forcing Victoria to tell the camera that her dad drove her to school in a Rolls. <laughs> um, so I'm, I mean, I'm a, I will be watching that for sure. So I watched it last night and I, it feels like it's in your wheelhouse i mean just the the, when umbro was in the premier league in like 1993 just like the fits were on something i mean he's he's really lived the the two of them together really lived a life seems like the nicest guy for real no very nice yeah very nice yeah um so i'll look for i feel like that's your shit you'll you'll have a good i'm I'm in you'll have a take on that one yes um a few more questions chris this has been real fun um i love that your Twitter is sometimes food media watchdog. You've um, you, you've you were on the you were on the uh, you know the the cat gate uh, you know oh sure uh, whatever uh, we won't even mention the restaurant's name sure um, gotten in some trouble for that gotten some trouble. You also um, reported that Bon Appetit was going out of business. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like you know what <laughs> I forgot about that one. That was uh, good. Look, if I hear a rumor, I'm gonna I, who cares? Respect. Like it, I, it's it seems like. Um, you know, I think that the, like, I read all this shit. You know what I mean? I, I read it all. I look at it all. I find it to be pretty self-serious a lot of the time. And I think it's just like, like, 
Bon Appetit could go out of business. You know, it's not that crazy. No. <laughs> like, it's not that crazy. No. Like, horses could close. That's not that yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, these things are coming from sources. But, yeah, I just think it's fun. I mean, I think that that, that food media in general, um, you know, it's like trends. That, that's what you report on, kind of. It, a lot of it is, like, trends stuff and, like, what's going on at this place and what's that, you know, tipping and, you know, like, mm-hmm. these kind of, like, age-old arguments. And they, it, it just doesn't seem to— uh, I feel like there's no resolution. <laughs> no, I, I, I was winding you up, winding this conversation up a bit because I wanted to get your take on food media, what, what like food media is missing, because I feel like you are absolutely, I agree with you there. It is uh, food media um, is about trend and you are an observer of media, but you're not part of food media really, but you have some great thoughts on it. What is it? What is it missing? I mean, I think it's like the lucky peach of it all, where it was like something that was like a it just felt like, and that's not even like my thing, but it mm-hmm. just felt really considered and yeah. like not like f- like content farm <laughs> vibe. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but but then like Grub Street Diet is like one of the best things on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's it's almost good no matter who it is, uh, which is a very uh, that's unheard of with a franchise that's that it's yeah. been around for that long. Um, but I but I I also just think it's. Um, it's just not that fun. And I think that's what, what other other areas are kind of leaning into. So we're here at Penguin Random House, and I know you're a big reader. You read a lot, uh, yeah. fiction and nonfiction. You've written a book. Like, what's your book future like, Chris? I feel like you have um, a lot of angles you could you could go in or directions. What do you want to do? Yeah, I mean, writing a book is is just a real book. Uh, yeah. my, my book is not a real book. It's a fun book. Okay. Uh, Did you write it? I like, wrote it. I mean, it was based on tweets, and then it was, like, fleshed out from there. But you write was, on your phone? No, no, no. This, I mean, it was 2015. It was like <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't even using my phone that way, like uh, that in the same way. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that writing a book is just so – it's difficult. It's one of the, it's one of the, you know, hardest things to accomplish, especially yeah. to do it well. And I have like a deep respect for those who do it, especially like, you know, having like a hit novel. It's unbelievable to me kind of that, that you can poof from scratch, like do that. It's, it's deeply impressive. Um, but I think that if I were to do something, it'd be probably essays and just kind of mm-hmm. like easier to digest. Um, but personal, you know, I think there's like some stories. There's also some things that I want to, you know, quote unquote, investigate. But, oh, that's cool. But that would come cool. from my angle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I have no interest in being like a journalist. No. <laughs> I want to put my stamp on yeah. everything. Like I, I think that's like what I have to offer. Um, but that's the plan. I mean, I want to do it. It's just, you know, it's it's time consuming. And it's, it's, um, it's a different – once you start podcasting, writing – is even more difficult because you're like you compare the two just because effort to like like yes. reward yes eff- yeah yeah I mean yeah. I'm I write books and do podcasts yeah and you know yeah man you know <laughs> and it's just it's 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 a very it 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 changes the way you think about it yeah um whereas you know before you before we started how long gone I thought writing was the that was the only outlet for that kind of stuff and now I have how long gone for that um. And, and I've, you know, in the last year, year and a half, I, I started really writing again, which has been nice. Yeah. You're heading to Australia. Um, what's like, what are you looking to do there food-wise? I let Jason lead me. I, he's been there a few times. Yeah. Um, we're going to Melbourne to do a show. We're doing How Long Gone Live in Melbourne um, on like the 29th of October. And then we're going to Sydney to do to do something. Um, Can you get to Tasmania? 
No. We're, I mean, this whole thing has been, it's crazy because it's been planned for like a year, yeah. you know, and because yeah. it's a festival. Sure. Um, it's a festival in, in Australia, in Melbourne. Um, there's a place called Kiln, I feel like, yeah. that's like a classic that Jason wants to go to. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll do anything. I mean, I think that Australia, the food seems pretty up my street because it's oh, just yeah. like L.A. It's like avocado and <laughs> eggs and toast. <laughs> and sun and sun. Yeah, there's no downside to it, but yeah. I'm, I'm excited to go. I've never been. Um, obviously, the 15-hour flight from L.A. is a little daunting, but I'll, I'll make do. Yeah, you'll make it. I'll make, make it. Do. You'll, I'm sure you're in a good class. Yes. D- decent yes. class. I try. Decent to mid-class. That, that's my entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> few more. I, you strike me as a Palm Springs guy just like listening to the show a bit and – um, I love Palm Springs. I try to go there a couple times a year. Um, what are you thinking about the food there? I mean, the food's terrible. That's what's funny about it, kind of. Um, I There's a great health food store there that is, like, truly ripped from the 90s, and they have, like, a full kitchen where you yeah. can get, you know, smoothies and, like, you know, salads or whatever. Um, and then there's the one cool restaurant. Bar Cecil. Bar Cecil, which, right. which and I, I joked with Andy Bargani about this, but it's – the hardest table it's in the world to get like it makes no sense um but we did we were in palm springs like a few months ago and we ate there at you know 5 30 when we could get a table um and it's it's interesting that that there's that's the only thing there um and i i don't know it, there must be a reason for it because i it, there's people there with money there's people there with taste it's mostly people from out of town it, it doesn't really make sense that bar cecil is the only place yeah and it's it, i think i'm going to disagree with you fully on that because i feel it definitely was bar cecil and nothing else for a long time but there's been a little bit of resurgence i mean yeah please i'd love to learn like paul there's this it's in a strip mall off um, paul. Yeah, like a, the name the name paul it's like literally in a blacked out strip mall but it's like it's like so balthazar like vibe and it's like an old new york guy like running steakhouse it. vibe yeah okay yeah i'm in so okay. i like paul i just i'm and i like like rooster and pig was good it, it had a fire so that oh, was okay. that was an issue but rooster and pig yeah the food could be better um but there's some good spots there but you, you struck me as a palm springs guy i don't love know. it i don't know what it is um yeah i just i've always liked it and me like too. we stay I mean, we stay at different places. So you get a little flavor here, a little flavor it's there. The be- I just love that city. It's just the people there are interesting. And, and yeah, it's like the sun. Yeah. It's just you can't beat that. You can't beat that. Okay. On This Is Taste, we ask guests about their discerning taste. So to close this interview, here's a little rapid fire, fast and furious taste check. Are you ready? Yes. The best breakfast. Farm shop. What 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 menu item? What do you, what do you order in there? Oh, just eggs. Just eggs. Just scrambled eggs. The best dessert. Oh, magnolia bakery banana pudding yeah right that's one of my favorites i like I, sugar sugar sweet sunshine is yeah a close one but yes. banana is so good man so good i love that call okay the best post-workout meal i don't eat till noon so oh i i don't i i try not to eat till noon i used to be such a big smoothie guy um, and I haven't had a smoothie in a long time, which is like so weird, but they're not good in New York. They're so good in LA and New York. They're kind of mid, um, but I try to at lunch, I try to have either a salad or, or just a piece of fish and like, you know, some, some other salad. <laughs> Are you figuring out protein grams? Are you like counting? No, yeah. I, I mean, I exercise a lot. I'm taking all of these 
vitamins and pills. Like mm-hmm. I'm really into it, but I, I just find like weighing yourself or counting cal. I feel like that gets dangerous. Oh yeah, definitely not. I have into no weighing. interest. I have no interest in like really thinking about it that hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. I, I think that I think about it enough. Yeah. It's, it's when you take the pills and do the workout and you make yeah. a routine. That's enough. Yeah. Um, and you have fun at restaurants, obviously. Yeah. Ordering those fries and martinis once in a while. Exactly. Okay. Your favorite American fast food chain? Jimmy John's. Dude. I don't eat. Yes. But I, I don't, I mean, I haven't been or eaten fast food in a really long yeah. time um, just because of like my diet choices, not because I'm above it. Like I would love to go to Chick-fil-A, but yeah. I don't eat nuggets anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with Chick-fil-A. So that was, yeah. you know, yeah. it's an Atlanta institution. Um, but yeah, Jimmy John's, I try to go to. There's a couple in LA actually. Really? Um, yeah, but oh, tell where? There's one near South Beverly Grill. Oh, in that little area. Yeah, I totally um, know what that is. But the I, I in Atlanta, or if I'm in the South anywhere, any college town, you know, you can always hit a Jimmy John's. The big Double J's. I'm from Michigan. They're all over Michigan too. It's the best. Yeah, that's the stuff. Okay, your favorite cookbook of all time? Do you have a? Uh, I have. I do have. I think the MoMA did this. The Artist Cookbook. Um, yes. which is like spiral bound. Um, I do own that, uh, m- just because I'm a book collector and I felt like I needed it. I've never really looked at it. I have all of Roman's books, obviously, cause we're friends. Mm-hmm. I have Andy's book. Mm-hmm. Um, we publish I, all of those here. I, I know. Those I are know. Our guys. It's, 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 it's <laughs> those a, are our friends. I, I love all of those. I mean, I, and Maddie's books. I just we're like, doing his book, yeah. I think what's cool about cookbooks is that the the effort that's put into the design and the, and the photography of it. Um, I think that like as a person who's not looking at the recipes and like pouring over them and using them, like I think that the, the, especially with Maddie, like the visual element of it all is like really good and striking. And I think that really goes far um, with sales, but also with, with people who are interested in it for different reasons. Thanks, Chris. I like that that take. It's smart, and I think I agree with you fully about cookbooks having multitudes. And yeah. you don't need to like you, you can like keep your your denim in the in the oven and still buy cookbooks. Yeah, for sure. Favorite Georgia food? Uh, boiled peanuts for sure. Oh, really? I've never had any. I've uh, never oh, had them. A boiled peanut in in like on a road trip from like Georgia mm. to you know like the coastal Georgia is actually really beautiful and kind of underappreciated like St. Simon's Island yeah. and like there's all this stuff down there um and we would go there or we would go to Charleston as as kids and we'd always stop and get boiled peanuts i mean the spicy ones are really good but i feel like i have to take a shower after eating those <laughs> I know. but the regular is fine that's too that's nice a couple more your favorite vegetable oh got to go broccoli yeah nice you know not broccolini only broccoli. Only like the standard. Yeah, standard, standard yeah. broccoli florets is what I yeah, want. Yeah, do you steam? Do you roast? All. I'm open love to it. any preparation of broccoli. I love the broccoli choice. <laughs> Tyler Cord from Number Seven Sub used to like just have the best broccoli sandwiches. I've never had a broccoli sandwich. It's that place long forgotten or long. That was like, the place next to the Ace Hotel. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Place I remember was that. Good. Not long forgotten. Long, long. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm sad that Tyler is not in my world in the sandwich way. Yes. One day he'll be back. Last one. Speaking of that, your favorite sandwich. <sighs> favorite sandwich is. Oh my god, this is tough. Because I'm, I'm, I am a, on. Oh, the one I eat the most probably is the olives, mushroom, and ricotta with sun dried tomato, a little arugula. The bread's a little tough, but it's, it's delicious. Love olives. Olives. I mean. It moved, you know, but there's also one at Brookfield Place, yeah. actually, and it's the only thing that I, I can get when I'm there that doesn't mm. feel like 
I'm a salary worker. Yeah, being fleeced. Like, by I'm the, not yeah. standing it chopped for an hour and a half <laughs> trying to get a water salad. Uh, so, yeah, I go to Olive's all the time, and the cookies are great. Yeah. And it's just like an institution. Yeah, I, love, I used to hit the one in Grand Central. That was, like, my yeah. spot. Yeah, I love that. This has been fun. Chris Black, thank you so much for joining This Is Taste. Hey, thank you for having me. This Is Taste is hosted by Eliza Abarbanel and me, Matt Rodbard. The show is produced by Shalia Harris and Pat Stango and edited by Clayton Gumbert. Theme music by Steve Rydell. Visit Taste Online at tastecooking.com and make sure to subscribe to our newsletter for updates on all cool things that are happening. 